America, I am Graham Allen, and welcome to the newest episode of the Dear America podcast. It's September the 11th, 18 years since the towers fell. Have we forgotten what it means to be Americans? We're going to tackle that hard and sensitive issue today. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this special edition of the Dear America podcast. Hey! Hey! What's going on, guys? Not much. Ooh. I'm, I'm sorry, Alyssa. I didn't mean to offend you Why? and your sexuality oh, or, or your gender. Oh, man. You did though, sorry. Have you guys Too seen? Have you guys seen the now this video, ladies and gentlemen? If you don't know what we're talking about, go on Twitter right now. Now this, there is a video with a lady basically saying, "Hey, you don't know that." Uh, excuse me. Uh, a person, human, a human, a human, woman, a human person that says that, <laughs> "Hey guys," is actually very offensive to women because yeah. what we're really doing is we're not identifying the women in the room when we do that. <laughs> I'm too tired to even like. Call, like pretty soon you're not gonna be able to say anything. The best so part the is, point? I wonder if she would. I wonder how she would respond with, "Hey chick." <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, chick. Hey, uh, best part we... is she's like, we know that there are lots of other fights we could be addressing. Yeah. Like, you know, like abortion, mi- the right. Middle East, yeah, and all she, this. No, she didn't say Middle East. She said, no. she said reproductive rights. So it, it's the stereotypical, like, it, oh, just God. go the southern way. Hey, y'all. She said that's fine. She said that's Perfect. fine. We're, We're the good. most inclusive people. Hey, the southern people. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, they like broke it down to how. G- hey guys even became like a thing right and yeah. it's just i don't know i mean dear lord plastic straws manhole covers is offensive uh well plastic straws getting rid of those in california like la is really working yeah Absolutely. yeah it's get totally rid of the straws the hand out the needles yes. uh, anyway hashtag dear america is hey guys offensive to women I need to bleep that out when you say it. You should, you should, you should bleep <laughs> hey it out y'all. and leave people confused. Like, what is it? Oh my God! What is he saying? He's saying what something is it? Hey, what? Hey, what? hey, what? I can't do a good beep. No, beep. Hey, beep. Yeah, uh, that was good. Anyway, all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dear America podcast. Uh, Alyssa is tired. I'm sorry, I am. Uh, We went to a concert last night. We went to Breaking Benjamin concert. I don't know if any of you are rock fans in the house. I'm a huge fan. We saw a bunch of you guys at the (laughs) concert. You came out, you said hey to us. Uh, It was was really, It was really cool. It was awesome. Everybody's there for the band, (laughs) but then like like we got to take pictures with people, so it was cool. He says we. It was just Graham. Uh, I took the pictures. Jason... Uh, thank you so much for hooking us up yes, with that. Jason. It was a true, true thing. I love Breaking Benjamin. I took Breaking Benjamin to Iraq with me both times. Uh, it was really cool. Me and Alyssa have been wanting to go to a Breaking Benjamin concert since we've been married, and I've just been putting it off. And so I figured, you know, I knew 10 years ago that eventually I was going to be famous and we'd be able to do the <laughs> yeah, cool I'm thing sure and go what, backstage I'm and sure all that stuff. So I was waiting strategically, babe. Uh-huh, for you sure. speaking of we have some major announcements that i am horrible about doing this ladies and gentlemen i told you last month, i told you monday that i would tell you the big announcements on monday and i completely forgot so here we go before we get on tangents and i forget again here are the big announcements first and foremost this is it sunday sunday september 15th yep. sunday. we have our first ever live filming 
Dear America podcast in Houston, Texas. Dan Crenshaw will be there. And hey, then hey. there's even Rube, uh, Rubens. Rube. There's Rubens. even rumors that Dave Rubin, Rubin Report, will be there as well on rumors. the show. Uh, oh, yeah. And so, yeah, so it's going to be a fun time. If you guys have already gotten your ticket, they're free. Uh, over 1,500 people oh, have... Uh, I mean, that's great. Alyssa's super pumped to be in front of those, uh, Honestly, that many people. Honestly, I've kind of forgotten about that. Uh, yeah. Anyway. But the tickets are for high school and college age Yeah, people. well, that's first well, priority. Gracious. Yeah, gracious for, for sure. So okay. uh, anyway, uh, but what is college age, really? I mean, you're if in you're college. in college, you know, I mean, yeah. you could be 47 and in college. But that's not the norm. The point is, that's coming up. But also, we just booked 100% confirmed. October 20th, Skillet will be on the Dear America podcast. John Cooper, the Skillet crew will be here, and I am super pumped about that. I was a panhead as a teenager. I've followed them since they were in a skating rink. You know, (laughs) if you guys guys don't know who we're talking about, then I don't know how you're fans of this show, but uh, (laughs) most likely you do, and so October 20th, mark it down. Skillet will be on the show. Well, actually, it'll be the 21st when you hear it, because the 20th is on a Sunday. Sunday, you'll hear it October 21st, but if there's anything that you would like us to talk to Skillet about, submit your questions, hashtag Dear America, and let us know. We're mm. super pumped about that. Yeah, yeah. Really Guys, when we started one. doing this podcast, we, we felt like it was going to do okay, but we never... We, we never expected the response uh, from... Oh! This week, the Florabama Shore guys from MTV are going to oh, be yeah, here yeah. as well. I forgot. I Man, forget, I forgot, forgot again. Yes, it. some of the Florabama Shore guys are going to come in here, and we're going to have a really cool conversation about millennials in 2019. I'm really excited right? to hear what That'll be to for say. next Monday's episode. That will be for next Monday's yep. episode as well. So if one. you have any question, ladies, 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 don't lie. We <laughs> all know that your guilty pleasures are bachelor, bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, Florabama. Jersey Shore, and Florabama Shore. Don't yep. lie. That's why they're coming. Uh, I thought it would be really cool to have these young, uh, well, I call them kids. They're not kids, but young people people that are on a TV show that is known for just this craziness, right? To come in here and actually have some real conversations. Not so much political, because MTV, they can't really get into that. Mm-hmm. But just, you know, just conversations, conversations about life and, you know, what it's like to be young in America in 2019 from famous people. Anyway, that's happening this week as well. Back to the point. We are so thankful for you guys. We never would have imagined that so many people uh, in such the public eye would attach to this show like they have. And so we are starting to get into that where it's not just political people that we're bringing in anymore. So we're super pumped about that. So thank you guys for uh, making that happen. Uh, If you're listening right now, if you have not given us five stars, please do that because that helps us in uh, the rankings. And that matters because we pop up in things. And anyway, thank you guys for that. But... Uh, before we get into uh, what the meat and potatoes, if That's I right. may be so bold, I think you should be so bold. Of uh, Southern y'all, we have going. to get into our sponsor. All of us at the Dear America podcast believe in the Constitution and respect the Second Amendment. There are a lot of holster brands to choose from. Some are good, some not so good. But what does your holster say about you? 
Starting at just $37, We the People holsters are custom-made right here in America. Their designs are updated monthly in-house, which means they do not use third-party molds. They even have their own 3D design team who measures every micromillimeter of their guns to ensure the perfect fit. Their unique and intuitive clip design allows for you to easily adjust both the cant and ride of your holster so that it will fit comfortably and securely at all times. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Graham and get yours today. Every holster ships free and comes with a lifetime guarantee, but that's not all. Enter the offer code Graham and receive an additional $10 off your order. Support your country, defend the Constitution, and support a great American business satisfaction guarantee. WeThePeopleHolsters.com slash Graham, offer code Graham. All right, so getting into the reason that everyone is listening today. Today is the 18th anniversary of September the That's 11th. That's crazy. It's crazy, it right? Crazy. It's crazy to think about that. In, in fact, I'm friends with this uh, girl on Instagram. Her name's Hannah Barron. She's this hunter slash noodler uh, <clears throat> outdoors person. She's sponsored by Realtree and all these other things. Um, and she posted today, uh, and this is not knocking her. This is just, wow, it's really been that long. She says, I don't remember very many things from kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Think wow. about that. I yeah. mean, kindergarten, man, there are, I mean, literally, I mean, th- there are people that are voting age today that do not remember yeah. 9-11. The only reason they know 9-11 is because they read about it in a yeah. book. You know, I mean, that, that's crazy to think about that. Yeah. And so uh, I made a post on um, social media not even hour, two hours ago, um, and, and I kind of wanted to talk about this. Um well, actually, let's do something that, that I think would be really cool. I kind of like to talk about where where we were really quick yeah. when, when, when that happened. Um, yeah. You know, I know that it, on the on the outside of things, it could seem like this is getting repetitive, right? This is the 18th year, but I think it's important. Yeah, no, right? absolutely. It's, important to, it's important to never forget about 9-11. Well, it's important that we teach the generations just like our grandparents yeah. taught us. Yeah. My mom taught me, my dad, yeah. and then we keep handing that history it's down. Our, yeah. It's our Pearl Harbor, so to say. Uh, you yeah. know, like, 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 you know, the greatest generation, I mean, they all went Pearl Harbor. Oh, yeah. They live in infamy, right? That, that, that was their, well, 9-11 is ours. And I mean, it's an unfortunate thing, but you know, I, I still, it's so crazy. There's certain points in life where people say they'll always remember where they were, right? Mm. The JFK, Pearl Harbor, 9-11. So I do, man. I remember it I do too. like it was yesterday. I was, I was a freshman in high school when 9-11 happened. Um, and, uh, I was, <laughs> I was in first period Mississippi studies. So we were learning about corn or something like that in <laughs> wow. Mississippi. Farming, agriculture. Yeah. Agricu- no, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Faith Hill. God bless Elvis. Anyway, all right. I'm pretty sure we were learning about corn and the way our high school was set up and, and, and hashtag dear America, let us know where you were. And, and, and I'm curious if anybody had similar experiences to me. So I was in high school. And every room had um, a TV in it. And we used to have this thing, God, I can't remember what the name of it was, but for homeroom every day, you know, we had homeroom before classes start, mm-hmm. all the TVs would come on and it'd be like this new show for kids, for like high school kids. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I'm in first period uh, and the principal comes over the intercom and I'll never forget his young people. That's how he always said it. Young people. <laughs> Young people. Um, 
I'm going to halt education for the moment. Uh, something has happened. And I really think that you should turn your TVs on right now. So we heard that. We're thinking, what in the world is Mr. Putnam thinking, talking about? That was his name, Mr. Putnam. Principal Putnam. Yeah. And, uh, but being in Mississippi, uh, our TV didn't work in Mississippi studies. So we had no clue what was going on. It wasn't until second period when I got into uh, Coach Lee's biology class that the TV was on. And by that point, the, the, that's when the second plane hit. Like, I remember right when I walked into second period, bam, second plane hit. And I remember sitting in there, and it was during second period that the, tow- that the towers fell and went down. And Coach Lee, I didn't know this at the time because I was just a freshman. Coach Lee was a uh, first sergeant in an MP National Guard unit. I didn't know anything about any of this stuff back then. So thinking back about that now, watching Coach Lee watch that, I mean, he knew, man. I mean, he knew yeah. that that we were going to war, man. I mean, there was no way that it wasn't happening. It wasn't going to affect everyone's lives and all this stuff. We didn't do school the rest of the day. Yeah. I mean, the whole day we watched that. And, uh, I mean, even into the night, and I remember watching the first initial strikes, you know, the, 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 the night vision things and watching Bush come on and talk and all that stuff. Um, what about you? What about you, Alyssa? Where were you? So I was homeschooled during that time. So I was a freshman as well. And I remember waking up to my mama sobbing. And so I jumped out of bed thinking, you know, I didn't know because that's not a normal occurrence in our house. Right. And then when we well, rushed your mom, in. Your mom is a crier. She is a crier. <laughs> she, but this, was, a crier. this was a different level, next level. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm running down the hallway and looking at her, looking at my sister who was already at Nita, and then just looking at the TV and the first one had hit. And so we watched. Yeah, we sat and we watched the second. And Where the was your dad? Was he at work? He was at work. Hmm. Um, so, of course, we were calling him and, and just trying to, yeah, like everybody, just super glued to the TV. Yeah, day, all night, praying. I remember I was praying. I remember um, candlelight. I mean, I just remember West Point, our tiny town, just automatically everyone coming together and calling everybody and what can we do? How can we help? Like instantly. Right. And just feeling helpless, though. Like you're just sitting there watching it, feeling so helpless. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's where we were. Yeah. Jake, I was in fifth grade. Yeah, you're younger yeah. than we are. The baby of the table. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, the teacher just turned the TV on, and we had no idea what was going on. The teachers were like running in and out of the room, so we were kind of like, "What the crap's going on?" You know, and and I didn't really, none of us really knew what was going on. Right. And I got home and just started hanging out in my bedroom, and my mom comes in the room crying and telling me what happened, and that's when I knew like. Okay, this wasn't just like an accident. Yeah. You know, yeah. this was intentional. And mm-hmm. The fear in my mom's eyes really hit me and still does. That's like my biggest memory of the day. Yeah. I remember feeling unsafe too. We were lived next to an Air Force base, yeah. the main train, like training. Oh, Air they Force locked base. everything down, oh, man. And sure. I, it was the first time because, you know, there were other attempts. And so I remember just that day, that feeling of just. Yeah. Is it over? Well, mm-hmm. Columbus Columbus is the de facto pilot training base. Yes, right. And right. so everybody was thinking, oh, man, that's got to be one of the targets is take Could out be. the pilot training bases yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to share something that I've never shared with a whole lot of people, just just very few people at Coach Lee's class. And this just this goes to show you how moments can change people, mm-hmm. right? And I'm going to get into the whole how 9-11 affected all of us in in the end. Because it did. It was truly one of those life-altering kind of events. Even the people that weren't there, life-altering. But 
a situation happened in second period with Coach Lee that I'm not proud of. I, you know, I was a 14 year old kid. Um, I'll never forget. I I wasn't I wasn't laughing at the situation. Right. But something happened right after the towers fell, and we were sitting there watching. And it was like a weird camera cut, like they were trying to cut to a camera, and somebody just made this really weird noise before the camera cut or something. And I remember a group of us in the back just being stupid kids, you know, we started giggling about it, like yeah. like, like that noise. And I will never forget Coach Lee, hmm. just, he didn't come unglued on us or anything. He walked right over to us, and he looked me straight in the eye like a man, you know, like a straight up man. And he said, do you realize... What has happened? Do, mm. Yeah, your silence lets me know that you know how tense it got really quick. Yeah. He said, do you realize that thousands, at the time they thought like tens of thousands of people you know, had died. He said, do you realize how many people have just died? Do you have any clue what this means? Do you have, he even said, it was almost like prophesied it. He said, we will be talking about this for forever. You know, mm-hmm. do you have any idea what has just mm-hmm. happened? And that still sticks with me to this day because I do. I tr- obviously I still did dumb stuff in high school, but but I truly believe that that was one of those moments where it was like, wow, I need to I need to grow up a little bit, you know, yeah. kind of thing. I mean, you didn't know. Well, you yeah, know, I was fourteen year old kid, you know, but but still, it was one of yeah. those moments where I sit here and I go, whoa, you know. uh, He's right. Wow, that was that was really really bad. You know, yeah. even if I meant it or not, that was really really bad. But um, going back to what I was saying, and I want to get into my point of all this here uh, in a minute. But but nine eleven was one of those events. You know, hashtag Dear America. You know, please tell us your story. I would love to read it and hear about it. You know, what did nine eleven do to you? Right? How did your life change from that moment? Because I know me. Uh, yeah, I was still just a freshman in high school, but I can truly say that if it wasn't for 9-11, we would all not be here today where we are, like in this building, filming this podcast, talking to America right now. I, I wouldn't be here because I had never even contemplated military service before yeah. until that. And, and I'll tell you the the other thing that happened over the next three years of high school I saw countless teachers. All these people were in the guard. I had no idea yeah. or in the reserves. Didn't know. Had no clue. They all left. Yeah. Literally. Pretty much all the coaches. All the coaches at the high school left. All of them gone. 18 months, uh, whatnot, fighting in like the initial invasions and yeah. all this stuff. I mean, and, and being in Mississippi, we were really patriotic. Yeah. School, not that there aren't patriotic schools, but Mississippi is just known for being a and little more. And we also more. had a ton of military. I mean, I remember like yeah. half the town was just yeah, gone. Yeah, gone. Mm-hmm. Ghost towns almost because everybody yeah. took off. And, and and it really just molded this sense of, you know, wow. You know, because when you're a kid, you think about the military, you think that they're like these otherworldly people almost, you know, like Robocop right. and things like that. But during that time frame in high school, it, it kind of molded me to go, man, these 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 people are just people like like us. Mm-hmm. And and they've got family and all this stuff. Uh, Todd, you know, Todd, um, Todd was oh, my yeah. recruiter. He, he's a he's a good friend of me now. He deployed and came back and then he got on a recruiting tour. I probably never would have joined the military if it wasn't for for Todd and. That led me to, in fact, go to Iraq twice, you know, fighting in the war that I saw 
initiated that day in uh, second period is when I saw it yeah. in, in freshman year. Who knows, babe? I mean, me and you may not be married if I hadn't joined the military and, and all that stuff. Probably I would not, true. I would not <laughs> have had the uh, the swagger, so to say, That's right. to catch her attention yeah. uh, at the time. And at the end of the day, who can who can deny pen palling somebody in Iraq? It's really? true. It was my patriotic duty yeah. to respond <laughs> I to used his to my, Facebook messenger message. But, but, but that's my point, right? I mean, if it hadn't have been for that day, who knows where I would be right now? You know, I, yeah. I, I have no clue. I, I know that that day specifically and just without question set my entire life on a different path, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so it's just crazy to me to think about that. I mean, yeah. do you guys have, I mean, can, yeah, like you, you said, patriotic duty. That's kind of what I see like everybody leaving town that's their that's the personal responsibility of freedom you know like no country can have complete freedom and complete security at the same time correct um North Korea has a lot of security they're pretty uh internally secure but with no freedom freedom. and it's kind of similar to the gun debate you know they they want to be so secure they want to get rid of all guns but at the expense of freedom so we're never going to have complete security like they never want this to happen again. It's like, yeah, so we defend our families, defend our fellow citizens, the risk of our own life so we can fight for the freedoms we do have, you know. Uh we'll never have complete security and we accept that and that's why half the town left and went and fought, you know, overseas because that's that's the personal responsibility for the freedoms we do have here. Right. No, and, and I agree. And so what I want to talk about today is I want to talk about the fact I wrote something, uh, and before I, well, actually, you know what? Before I get into it, let's get into our next sponsor, and, and then then I really want to I really want to dive into this. So here we go. Tac Pack is the premier monthly subscription box for military, tactical, and Second Amendment enthusiasts. For just forty nine ninety five a month, they ship you at least one hundred dollars worth of gear from companies like Five Eleven, Hex Meg, Mission First Tactical, Armaspect, and America Grip, to name a few. They ship out AR-15 parts, everyday carry tools, knives, cleaning kits, and a mix of other tactical gear and apparel direct to you. Sign up today to get the October Tac Pack before they run out. This pack's value is $110 worth of gear from Armaspec, Tac Fire, and War Machine. Sling into fall season with this AR Builder's Dream Pack. And yes, sling is a hint. Go to TacPack.com, and when you use the promo code RANT at checkout, they'll ship you an ABKT folding knife absolutely free. So, if you're into tactical gear from the best companies for half the price, TacPack is for you. Go to TacPack.com and get the October pack today. TacPack.com, TacPack.com, offer code RANT. Okay, all right, so I'm getting a little raw for a minute. I'm going to read something that I wrote, Okay. Uh, because I really tried to put my thoughts down. A lot of you have probably seen the tweet that I put out, and, and basically I said uh, the, the, the best way to honor the victims of 9-11 is for us to live like it's September 12th. Yeah. Because September 12th was a day where didn't matter what race you were, didn't matter what gender you were, didn't matter your politics or anything like that, we realized on that day that the only thing that matters is that we're Americans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just think it would be this powerful, just world-changing thing if we would just remember and live every day like it was September 12th. 
you know, America yeah. always, America forever. And so anyway, I wrote this and I, I, I wrote it while looking at a photo that I took at uh, the 9-11 memorial. Okay. So there's a picture of me standing at the memorial and, and I was just looking at it and I wrote it. So this is what I said. Uh, and forgive me if it's grammatically not correct. I just kind of wrote it free thinking. So September 11th, 2001, as I stood before this hollowed place 18 years ago to the day when time stood still, when we as a nation watched the towers fall, watched the Pentagon burn and the words, let's roll showed a moment of true sacrifice aboard flight 93 as real Americans prevented yet another hit on American soil. A day when we actually stood together as Americans in the face of despair. I can't help but think of where we are now. Hate groups running rampant, racial and political divide, calls for monument removals, calls for presidential assassination from elected officials. You have to ask yourself the question, where did we go wrong? What happened to us as a nation? In an age where we are more connected than ever before through technology, it seems we are further apart than we have ever been. So what are we going to do, America? It's true, there is never any room in America for bigotry or hate, but neither is division. The truth is, we are together or we're not. We are either all in on this idea that is America or we're not. I wonder what the people who witnessed that tragedy 18 years ago, who were united as one people and were simply Americans, would say to us now. Would they be proud of the steps we've taken since the day Americans stood together as one nation in the face of true opposition? Or would they not recognize who we are or what we've become? When I think about that day, I don't think about terror. I don't think about weakness I don't see black and I don't see white and I do not see politics of who is right and who is wrong. I think of a rallying cry for America and the awakening of what makes Americans truly great, each other. We are the problem, but we're also the answer. Think about that and never forget Americans first and Americans always. Yeah. And so I wrote that thinking about that thing. That's good. And so it just, I, I don't know. And I kind of wanted to open it up for discussion a little bit. And hashtag Dear America, let us know what you think. And I know this is a little different than how we normally do things, but, you know, it's September 11th. I think it's important to uh, be reverent. Not everything should be a gimmick all the time. Yeah, we have a certain flow and a certain feel on this show, but I just believe this stuff to be important. And, and so I think it's a very valid question to ask ourselves. You know, we see how... Society is here. We literally just talked about you can't even say guys anymore without mm -hmm. people finding offense to things. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. You, you think about the people that were there. Think about the people that lost their lives. You think about the family members. You think about all the people that stood together as one 18 years ago. <laughs> what happened? You know, would they be proud of us? I don't think so. I, I, I don't I don't believe they would. I think if you went back in time on September 12th and said, 18 years from now, we are going to be more divided than we've ever been before. Yeah. I mean, do you think that they would <laughs> they would imagine that? I, I don't know. I mean, we are pretty polarized right now, but the, what makes it tough is how 
the left hates America. They yeah. make death threats to the president. They're racist against white people because white people have white privilege and claim that the white people are. Ra- so it's like we can't just have civil discussions about, you know, policy or anything because the sides hate each other. You know, yeah. the right because they feel so hated from the left and because some of the things the left are doing, like drag queen story hours and the alphabet people and hating the president and hating America and it it makes it really tough to just be Americans. And, you know, I don't want to say that the left aren't not Americans, obviously, but when they hate the whole point, you know, they hate America. It, it's hard to have discussions with people. I who, think that you can legally be something and not morally be something. Legally, they're Americans. Yeah. Morally, I don't know. And they, I, they I, claim to love America, but they want it a new America being, the way they want it. Being an American is far more than a legality. Yeah. Right. Being an American is far more than, well, you were born here, so you're an American or your parents were American. So you're it's, a mindset. it's a mindset. It's a value system. Yeah. It is a belief and a moral standard that you live by and a love mm-hmm. for the blessings that we have. And you have to ask yourself in 2019, the 18 year anniversary of September 11th. Have we as Americans done right by the victims and the memory that they leave behind and created and and further entrenched our belief in America? Or have we kind of turned our backs on what uh, what made America great? September 11th was a horrible day. September 12th is what makes America great. Mm. And you just have to ask yourself the question, in 2019, have we lost that? I don't think we've lost it, and I I don't think they would be proud or not proud of us necessarily because they had their own separate issues going on back in 2001. Um, It is a reminder, though, that we need to work on this polarization and and not think, oh, just because you believe that you should take my guns away, you're a terrible person that needs to, you know. It's like we severely disagree with each other on this topic, but we're still Americans. But but why do we need tragedy to remind us that all this stuff at the end of the day that we're arguing over? Good times create weak men. I, 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 I agree. But what I'm saying is it seems like the only time that we can get along, it's almost like a dysfunctional family. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Families that never, ever, ever, ever talk. You've seen this movie a hundred times. Yeah. You know, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah. And then there's a death in the family that brings them all together. And then they finally start talking again and all this other kind of stuff. Right. It's the same scenario on a much larger and grander scale that is the entire population of America. But it just makes you sit here and wonder why in the world do we need such horrible events to happen for us to pull together as a society? Doesn't that, in fact, show us that a lot of the things that were not everything you know, you know, uh, abortion rights or pro-life rights. I mean, those are very big gun issues. Gun rights. I mean, yes, there are things that we should metaphorically go to battle over yeah. to decide what's best for our society. But a vast majority of the things that we fight about, bicker about, argue about, the word owner for the, you know, yeah. the actual owner of a team and stuff like that, as opposed guys. to racism. The word guys. Uh, whether or not transgender people can go into a girl's bathroom when they're not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, just dumb stuff that we're truly divided over, man. Doesn't it prove that that's really just not that important anyway? When 
huge events, terrible events like that, just push it all to the side? I don't know. Yeah. That, for, for, for me, it's just thinking that. It's a good thought We're not going to dwell on this forever. We've got other things to talk about. But one last thing I want to do is I want to take about five seconds of silence for the memory of the victims and the firefighters and first yeah. responders, the police, everyone that lost their lives on 9-11. Uh, five seconds of silence. All right. So, okay. Let's rev this thing back up a little bit. Uh, I have something funny to bring this back up. But before we do, let's get into our last sponsor. Pew, 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 pew. Self-defense is your God-given right, period. But it's your responsibility to practice, which is why I want you to go to your computer right now and get an iTarget Pro system. This is the first dry fire training system to combine smartphone technology with the industry's best laser bullet. Using your smartphone, their proprietary app tracks a laser bullet which fits your gun and will detect exactly where your shots are landing. iTarget Pro is completely safe, comes with your caliber-specific laser bullet and target system. Right now, get 10% off plus free shipping with the offer code GRAM. Train risk-free for 30 days. Return if not completely satisfied, but before you do, go to the range and experience the difference. Take it from me. Dry fire training will develop muscle memory, help with target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. Plus, you'll save a ton of money on ammo. Go to itargetpro.com. That's the letter I, targetpro.com, offer code GRAM. All right, so touching back on a topic that we talked about, I don't know, two episodes ago, we talked about uh, monopoly for millennials, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And then, Alyssa, you said something. Do they have mon- a monopoly for socialism? So someone sent me um, a picture <laughs> on direct message that they actually do. You can get it on Amazon, apparently. Apparently, so, that's a real And I mean, we just <clears throat> went on and on thing. about how funny that is. Like, pass go, and you get, like, yeah. you know, you have to give someone else $500. Like, <laughs> the directions are like, set it on fire and yeah. cook your food with it. Because <laughs> yeah. you're poor. Anyway, yeah. so I saw this from CNN yesterday. Monopoly has decided to take its fight to misogynistic viewpoints. Good for them. All right. <laughs> Miss Monopoly yeah. will now be available. MS dot Monopoly, by the way. All right. Um, so she's not married. Yeah, correct. Yes. I know. Uh, M-I-S-S is widowed. It, what? No. M-S is Miss. M-R-S is like married. No. M-S is Ms. No. no. Really? Yeah. No. That there's MRS, which is married. There's MS, which is not married, and then MISS is like I don't think that's like right. no. widowed. Google it. That's why they pronounce MS Ms. Yeah, that's it's just a Well, I'm agreeing with you. No, what I'm uh, saying is those okay, are the three on. No, Google it right now. Y'all oh, are looking okay. at me like I'm stupid. I'm, no. I'm believing you. No, what does MISS stand right. for? All right, anyway, you looked at uh I'm pretty sure that that's their they're divorced or widowed or something. Hmm. Because it because they're it's a different association. Anyway, God Almighty. Well, that's a feminism thing too. The Miz because they don't want to be. I'm not a Miss. Call me Miz. Wow. I think you're so wrong. What does it say? Uh, widow is traditionally addressed as Mrs. Still. Yeah. So you don't want that them makes to feel sense. like. Well, then what is M I S S? It's just. It's M-I-S-M-S, abbreviated. Excuse me, Ms. Okay, well, I'm an idiot then. I could have sworn that one of fine. Hey, we admit to being wrong. Look, hey, guys, this is real as it gets. Ms. Okay? is for unmarried woman. Yeah, yeah, so what is M-I-S-S? 
It's baby. It's the abbreviation MS. It's just there's not three different ones. All right, fine. Well, we we got documentation in the back. Fine, I'm wrong. Maybe that's just some weird I should be Mississippi folktale my grandparents told me. I should be me. Mrs. Monopoly. Who knew that my grandparents didn't know everything? All right, moving <laughs> on. All right, back to what I was saying. So Miss Monopoly yes. is in play. All right. But here's the part that's crazy to me. This whole thing about feminist and all this stuff is about equality, right? Like that's what it's supposed to be. They want to be on yeah. the same level <laughs> As men. But a little bit higher. Listen to the rules of Miss Monopoly. You ready? Uh-huh. I'm scared. Unlike the classic game, women will collect 240 Monopoly bucks when the when they pass go, <laughs> while the male players will collect the usual 200. That's fair. It's a fun new take on the game that creates a world where women have an advantage often enjoyed by men. I don't remember ever collecting more than $200 yeah. when I pass go. What the crap are you talking about, people? The old wage gap myth. How is it that you're fighting for equality when you're going to create games that give women more than you? I I don't get it, man. Man, can you imagine playing that game with like Gage? Look it up. Look it up. Can you imagine playing that with Gage Gunner and Anna Grace, our three children, and then like Anna Grace passing and getting more money? That's the ultimate test right there. You want to know if something don't make any freaking sense at all? Put it to the kid test. And if the kids go, wait just a dadgum minute, there ain't no way. The boys would riot. Oh, Gage would flip that board. The cherry picking data, you know? Since we're talking about that, um, I will not say her name, but someone wrote actually me and Graham um, in a similar situation. So she said she thought this would be a good talking point, and we'll bring it to light. So the Army's updating their PT test to the new Army Combat Fitness Test, mm-hmm. and it's now gender neutral. So she said, well, I can't just skimp on by and get 300s on the female scale anymore. I can see why the Army changed it, uh, but... Uh, before you read it all, let's bring readers that aren't in the military oh, okay. up to speed. Okay, so so what she meant by that, just skip along and get a 300, the APFT is what we took when I was in, okay? And that is two-minute sit-ups, two-minute push-ups, two-mile run, Okay. They were different. That they they change it based on age and gender, mm-hmm. right? So for the males, for example, an eighteen-year-old male has like fifteen minutes and like fifty seconds to finish two miles, mm-hmm. or they fail. That's like the that's the slowest you can run it, yeah. buddy. That is the slowest. The females could run it. What the like? What like the oldest age male could pass it in at eighteen? <laughs> so women were just like skipping it on in there. Mm-hmm. Right. They had like almost 19 minutes. Yeah, that's a lot of time on running. So this is this is obviously her opinion. I'm reading this mm-hmm. verbatim. Okay, so, so she said, but let me tell you how crazy all these feminists that wanted gender equality for everything are. So the second they get it for a physical event, tears everywhere. <laughs> I belong to an all female officer. Facebook group every day there is a non-stop bashing of the new test and how these women think it's the army's way of kicking out women they finally get what they've been wanting but only now the equality factor Uh isn't in their favor so they feel targeted I used to fight this battle all the time when I was an NCO okay I would get super mad because the army puts a huge emphasis on the physical aspect of things all right they've done a lot better and made a lot of improvements of how they like you know approve for promotions and all this other kind of stuff but the old standard still applies who ran faster you know what i mean Uh, or who had the higher pt score so i always would argue 
that if I was equal in every other aspect with a female NCO, but she whooped my butt on the PT test, it's because it was easier. <laughs> you know, it was easier. You have five more minutes to run the thing, you know, mm-hmm. give me 18 minutes to run it. And I guarantee, you right. know, that was always this huge argument. And you know what they told us? Suck it up. Mm-hmm. Run faster. Yeah. Just the way it goes. You know, there's a conspiracy that it's China and Russia influencing our social media to, lo- to for these tests. Like, they're lowering the test a week in our military. Probably. Uh, so they're doing all this social media push. No, but, but, like, but, that's an interesting way to think though, about because, it. And I can yeah. say this as a woman. Our bodies are built differently. Yeah. So to put it all together... I just think that's well, kind of silly. Well, no, a lot of this started because you've got females going to ranger school and stuff like that now, and you can't lower the standards for that kind of stuff. But can you not, like, if they want to go that route, then they have to do that? Well, maybe, can you not they, have two but separate? The Army is never, has been, military in general, they don't ever make rules about exceptions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, if if we're going to start opening up combat MOSs to women, then yeah. we've got to come up with a new test that's gender neutral mm-hmm. that puts everybody on a level where they can actually do this crap, yeah. right? And so that's the thing that's funny to me. So women have been fighting for forever. They have. Because they want to be, man, they want to be equal, man. They want the same opportunities. They want the same this, same that. But then, now this is, this is I'm, I'm assuming she's a female officer. She is. Um. Or she's a she's in. She's got to be to be in that Facebook group. All female. Okay. Anyway, yeah. this is this is her words. It's not ours. You know, she says that you know people are just up in arms about it because it's the army's way of getting rid of women. No, what, they have what been have fighting you been for that. Asking for the whole time. Yeah. It's like it's like we talked about with Ross and them. Don't say you want to kick in the NFL and then the second you get hit by some 280-pound yeah. linebacker, cry about, it. cry about it. Yeah. No. Or you're trying to save your, your comrades and throw them on your shoulder and drag another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you better be a strong person yeah. to yeah. be able to do that. If and, anything, you know, the standards need to be harder for women, and here's why. It's a lot harder for a 120-pound female to pull some 250-pound dude. Yeah, exactly. A a 250-pound dude can literally pick that woman up with one arm if you got to. You know what I'm saying? And it's going to make her more vulnerable, too, because she's taking a lot longer to to pick these guys up and get them to safety. Again, to, to, to be clear, I've never been the guy that says that, I mean, are there still some jobs in the military that I don't think women can do? Yes, because there's certain biological differences as well. Like, you know, we used to go out in the field for weeks, mm-hmm. never bathe, nothing. And then the females would actually have to, like, go in and shower and stuff and then yeah. come back, you know, kind of thing. Because I don't you guys well, will get I'm, infections yeah, and all I'm kinds sure of stuff, man. Again, I'm sure there's rare exceptions, like a female could do it. But oh, you said, of but course. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. But you said it's, you know, you have to be uniform and you can't just be like. Yeah. And right. so I agree because, you know, I'm very, I don't think a lot of the roles the women should do. I, that's just my opinion on some of these comments. MOSs, not the ones you know, but the I'm big ones. I'm not negating yeah. that there are women that can do it. Yeah. That's but not that's, what I'm but saying. I would feel like that would be the exception if you're not doing it. But you have to, yeah. But you can't. I, I don't know. Nobody ever said even if you pass the test, no, we don't want women in here. It's yeah, like, right. pass the test. No, nobody said that. Yeah, you do the same crap the dudes can do. Yeah. Then and by look, God, you can come. And if you've been in the yeah. military, this debate is way before like oh, even me. I yeah. mean, I remember in Grand First. You know, when I first met Graham, because he was already in the military, this was going on, and me and my friend was like, yeah. no, this is... Yeah, get so passed up for a school mm-hmm. because somebody has 10 points higher on their PT score, right. but they're on a completely different... Well, 
Yeah. Grady But they scale. finally got it because the girls, I remember, they have been fighting for this. So you got it. So stop crying about and it. It's there them it is. Who it's are admitting to the fact that we're different. Men are stronger. They're saying, hey, we need to lower this test so we can make now it it's in. not fair. It's yeah. like, wait, yeah. so are you not as strong as men? Is that what you're Hashtag saying? Hashtag Dear America. Let us know what you think. Uh, I say good for the Army, man. Make it gender neutral. Uh, makes it a little easier for the dudes, a little harder for the ladies. Mm. Uh, evens the playing field. Careful what you wish Yeesh. for. There's Careful good. what you wish for. It weakens our military. All right, I have a funny. You want to go funny? Yeah. And let's then do I'll it. let Jake take it. So, okay, here's my funny criminal because <laughs> you know I love him so. <laughs> a store employee says basically, this woman came in on a Tuesday afternoon and shopped for a DVD. She approached the checkout counter, gave her number to the employee. This is important part. Nice. To look up her account. The employee then says the woman put a note on the counter stating she had a gun. Report shows she demanded money with her hand inside her sweatshirt as if she had a weapon. And reports say the employee gave the woman an undisclosed amount of money and she fled the store. Cops obviously caught up to her very quickly because she had given her number to look up her account to the clerk before mm. she robbed him. Mm. <laughs> Silly goose. Was it a split minute decision? Like, what is the logic? Because she's going split to minute. rent uh, <laughs> a split second. Sorry. Like, Probably she's going to rob minute. it. Yeah. Well, that, then that's you ca- wouldn't like that's rent like your those DVD. people that wow. robbed the bank and called the Uber. Oh, yeah. Those are my <laughs> favorite. Come pick them up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quickly now. Dude, I love stupid people. I, I do. Too. They make my day. Yeah. I love stupid great. people more than They're anything fantastic. else. Uh, yeah. I got a funny. Okay. I do it. New study says that napping could be good for your heart. I knew it. Of course. Yes. I'm not a napper. I love naps. They're I my favorite thing. I always get headaches and everything. You're missing out. I am not a power napper. It will. You'll be out. It'll yeah. tick me yeah. off. Yeah, me too. If I if I'm laying down for a nap, mm-hmm. I, it's at least hour and a half. Yeah. Do not uh, wake me up. If you wake me up, I'm worse than I was before I laid down. True. Now yeah, I will say, too. I think there's a part you can hashtag Dear America if you are a woman. Hashtag Dear America. Um, Let us know. Well, what you no, think. I'm saying because I got to be confident I think with it, babe. Mamas can take those power naps like i think it's almost trained because i used to not and then after babies i can take a 10 minute nap and i am like good like no gone. there's nothing so? that'll make me burn the house down but you're quicker. a man <laughs> you if i may call men you that like, men like to hibernate man if we're gonna, if men lay down we're, we're laying down you know what i mean no. men and women are totally equal there's no difference yeah there's no right. difference at all <laughs> no difference at all um, I, I, no i'm all for the nap game uh what is it google that lets their people take a nap at Google, there's few, a few companies we've met now that do that. Which Where I is love. our nap mat here? That's what I no want to know. Ooh, By yeah. God, got I got some couches upstairs. And moving on. Speaking of studies, because studies are just always, always wonderful and factual. Um, a new study shows too many young women are unable to find a suitable husband. Go figure. Why are y'all targeting no women kidding. today? I'm just popped up on maybe the news. The it's in the do, news cycle. Maybe the Does men it? need to do a better job of courting these women. Hey, maybe the men shouldn't feel like, you know. Careful. Yeah, they shouldn't have to be so careful. You, you had the right oh. word. Well, I saw, you know? I saw another report. That. I saw another report. <laughs> what you men do. Yeah. I saw another report words. that said it's hard for women to find an adequate male partner mm-hmm. because males typically aren't as smart and don't make enough money. That's true. <laughs> so basically, no, this was obviously done by somebody in like New York City a or something like that. And they're basically like, yeah, a vast majority of women have a higher education than men. 
Um, mm. Which I want to kind Actually, of de- I could see that because men are probably like, well, if they're old school, at least. Like, no, no, no. Southern, don't they're probably don't per- take this from me. Don't what? take this from me. Let me say this. Okay? Oh, you think in the now, same Now, disclaimer, I'm not saying this is the case for everyone. I know plenty of women that have done it all on their own. However, I know a far larger amount of men that have been working oh, from day one since marriage providing for the family while the spouse goes to school to finish their degree. So yes. I think that is a complete garbage and honestly borderline insulting uh, kind of thing because there are a lot of men that go work, you know, swing shift, 12-hour hard labor jobs every single day yeah. so their wives can go to school. Disclaimer, that was me. And get their education. And, and I appreciate that. Well, it's not just you. It's, it's I know that a was lot us, of though. people. You did that that's for some, me. That's some of the basis of the wage gap argument because they say, well, women don't make as much as men in this field or in this field when men make more in some. But women, in, in my opinion, it's in their genes to be caretakers and to stay home with the kids, right? Ooh, not you're a, treading on oh, dangerous water, Jake. Not all of them do. And the ones that go out and get jobs, all the more power to them. But then that means the man has to stay home or your kid is raised by a babysitter his whole life, right? So it's trade-offs. Well, if, if you want to work, you know, that's just what's going to happen. Well, also look at it like this. So you got a guy, uh, let's say, I don't know, take take a construction something, construction. You know, you're, you're an architect or something like that, mm-hmm. okay? Well, you got a girl that goes to be an architect, all right? She gets her degree and all this stuff. She tries to go for an architect job, but then a dude beats her out. Well, the thing that they never talk about is that, yeah, he may have the same degree as you, but he also actually worked in construction for 10 years to get himself to that point. Experience. Yeah, experience coupled with that kind of stuff, right? And I think, and again, disclaimer on this, ladies, ladies, ladies. I love you, and I know that you are capable of amazing things, and I know some of you didn't have no help from no man, and you did it all by yourself, Uh, and I think that you are awesome for it. I am talking about the vast majority of situations. I think that it is garbage when they say that men don't have a high enough education to marry somebody. How pompous are you? Well, and who are you polling, though? Because well, I know that my yeah. circle would never. If you you're pull- hardworking I've and never you love your job. You, you rather have, yeah. a, have a dude that's got some some piece of paper on the wall and is a douchebag? Yeah. Or you'd rather and have you know some what? dude that can barely add, but by God, he loves you and will take care of you. But that goes back to in the beginning, like a lot of what you go for looks, you go for money. Not mm-hmm. to all of us, because, well, I did. Looks, not Careful. money. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. <laughs> Lord knows I didn't go for looks. No, I didn't. <laughs> oh my God. I'm saying, but... It's more of a charity you, case at but, this point. <laughs> as you mature, wow. though, you go, you start to realize, you know, they fade. Yeah. Money goes. Who cares? Yeah. Are they going to treat you right and love you yeah. and respect you? Yeah. But yeah, in the beginning, a lot of... So th- People those have are, to use a lot of that money to cover up that black eye. Well, the other thing is, you know, women can't find a suitable mate because like Micah said a couple weeks ago, dating is not... You know, Same. people aren't dating right. Yeah. You know, they're, they're sleeping together first night, first day, Correct. you know, second night. Well, yeah, we night. have, what is it, Tinder? Is that wrong? I would, I would venture yeah, to Tinder? say, yeah. I would venture to say, ladies, this was going to sting. Ooh, I haven't said that in a while. Ooh, Ooh this was going to sting. make a t-shirt out All right. of it. This was uh, I would venture to say that the people, the ladies that say that their man has to make a certain amount of money, I would venture to say that they are in their 30s. They are single, and they ain't nowhere close to getting married. Because if you are a pompous, selfish, 
entitled, think that you're holier than now enough person that you put a certain money figure on the right type of person that can be your partner for the rest of your life. Yeah. You are an idiot and you deserve to be by yourself. Yeah. Sorry. That's just the way it works. How dare you label (laughs) somebody's potential of what they could be down the road based on their bank account number right now? Mm -hmm. You ain't all that. You could be 300 more pounds by the time this is all over with, and you're going to want somebody to stick with you based off what you look like now, but you're going to put a financial figure on some dude. Hypocrites, don't put financial, man. Don't, Hypocrites, don't man. put financial Irritates figures me. on them, but the, and not financial figures. But you can say hardworking. Like he go ain't for smart enough for you. He ain't got enough money. He ain't driving the right car. Sit there by yourself with your dog who has a Facebook account that you answer people for. Yeah, and so I, I'm done, <laughs> man. It irritates me, dude. These people that say this stuff mm-hmm. are in their 30s. They're single. They ain't never been engaged or right. ain't never been married. They're at home with their dog. Okay, or their calm cat. down. You're kind of generalizing now. That's probably not all of them. The vast majority. Okay. Disclaimer. Right. <laughs> vast all majority. Right. Put a big long beep. It's okay to have like I'm your. I'm done. I'm done. I'm getting off of it. It's okay to have your saying, characteristics. Hashtag Dear America. Let me know what you think. That you like in some people. That's okay. No, you can have things you like. Of course you can have this things that you like, but to. But to just, it's like we got it, babe. We're good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll move on. Yeah. Totally Next. get it. Uh, Beto, you know he oh. he wants all rights, every single right except for gun rights. Oh god. He said a short commute to work is a god given. Oh, I saw that. Where? How is he going to do this? this? Is dude he going to private jet you? Build houses next to businesses or condos or apartments so people. Uh, don't have to commute very yeah, far. Yeah, and you know what? They, they have that now, jobs. and you know what? It costs so much money that no one can afford to live in those right next yeah. to work. So yeah. We got to move out to the county. So is he going to pay for all this? What about a cup of coffee? Is that God given right? Oh, or a, it's a beer only a after work. It's a God given right for everyone to marry someone that makes at least six <laughs> figures. Yeah, drives a Beamer. Uh, and have a cold beer waiting on them when they get home. Have a cold beer waiting on them. But you know what? I'm gonna get in trouble with Liz on this one. <laughs> All of this God-given right stuff that women want, it is their God-given right to find a man this, 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 and that. Well, then where's the God-given right for the men? By God, it's it, we it don't should be get our God-given right to come home and their dinner be met. <laughs> Do you hear how the narrative oh changes all of a sudden? That's right. All of a sudden, everybody goes, you know well, what? wait just a damn wait a minute. Second. Now. You get to pee standing up. I don't, so I don't, I don't believe that. Rights, just, don't just, just for the record, I don't believe that. I have never been... That type of person. No, we get to pee I'll just, I'll just grab. Yes, you do. And I'll grab McDonald's on my way and you home. Be I don't care. For that. Have you ever you been into a? Have you ever been, been into a men's restroom? Yeah, I have. And actually, been into a women's. The There's women's a reason full, why we have to stand men. up. I there, said it. There is elevator music and couches in women's. Yeah. Not all of them. Most Jesus. Of them. Uh-uh, no, the women's restroom. Have you been in the women's? Is usually worse than the men's. We are some disgusting disgusting, man. You think us men gross? Aren't we all? You know, no, dude. Equality. Hashtag Dear America. Real ladies, you know what I'm talking about. It's bad. The vast majority of ladies are gross. No and no gross, 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 <laughs> gross. And, and us, dude, yeah, we may get a little tinkle on the seat from time to time, but by God, we ain't leaving uh, tampons and all that stuff oh, thrown across okay, the thing. You, know, you know what I don't understand is what's so hard about lifting the seat up when you're done? <laughs> <laughs> when you're oh done. Oh my gosh. Hey. 
The only reason y'all have, have to put it down <laughs> is because we fall in it. That's Whoa, the only man. reason you have to put it down. I just want it's to bring true. it full circle really quick. We went from honoring nine eleven victims. The to the difference the between male and female restrooms. That's dear America. That's, That's dear America, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we are, we are we're here getting close. We're oh, ready we're to go. Time. And we yeah. are right on time. Wow, look at that. Right in an hour, Jake. Look at us. Boom. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining this episode of the Dear America podcast. If you love this show, if you support this show, tell a friend. Get them to subscribe and give us five stars. It helps us, us in the ratings. We are almost at 4,000 star reviews in Ooh, three months, which exciting. is unheard of is. in the podcast world. Uh, thank you guys so much. Thanks for listening. Alyssa, where can they find you? Alyssa Allen on Instagram. <laughs> find me on Instagram at producer underscore Jake. And, of course, I'm Graham Allen. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Dear America podcast, and we'll see you again next time. Bye. See you. See you.